Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, nerds, it's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? And I'm joined on this podcasting journey, as always, by my stalwart, Nigel. Say hello, Nigel. Hello, everyone. And he's, uh, he's, he's being the power bottom, shall we say. It's Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. Oh, sorry. Hello, everyone. <laughs> So, uh, on this week's show, we will be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, Hawkeye, the TV show on uh, Disney+, Plus, Red Notice on uh, Netflix, and we might have a mini-argument over uh, Star Trek Discovery. So, without further ado, I'm going to call this a review. Right. I watched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife Friday, and um, yeah, well, it's interesting. I'll tell you how I feel about it. I watched it, and I was like, mm. came out of the cinema, and I wasn't like, oh, I fucking enjoyed it. It was really, it really enjoyable film. Uh, Ghostbusters mm, fit in that Ghostbusters vein. Yeah, I think it fit fit inside the Ghostbusters kind of pantheon of storytelling, shall we say. Um, it did feel more like Ghostbusters the epilogue rather than a proper Ghostbusters adventure. Yeah, it was just mopping up the bits around the end and making sure things were all getting tied up and sorted out. Um, there's a surprise right at the end of the film. Stay for the end of the film because I was watching it and they were going through the list of cast names and I went, I didn't see that person. And I, oh, and then that person then turns up in, in said film. Uh, it's really good. Um, there's a little girl in it who plays um, Egon's granddaughter. Her name is, if I can remember what it is, is uh, McKenna Grace. I think I've got it right. Uh, she does be really good. She does an excellent job because when it comes to child actors, yeah, it, it, they're usually okay, passable, or irritating and not watchable. Yeah, and I'll give you an example because Finn Wolfhart's in it, and I fucking hate him in it. Really want to disappear. I can't stand him. I really can't. He's such an irritating actor to watch. I, I don't think it's it's going to work out. Uh, there's anyway. It, it starts off. They've they've you, you've seen the trailer. Um, Egon's died, left the house to his his daughter and the grandkids, and they think they're just turning there to to um, sort everything out and then then move on um, back home to New York. But it's a case of mum's broke. She can't afford the rent. Blah blah blah. She is going to have to live in the in the creepy old house, the dirt farm, as they lovingly call it in the film. Um, it's great because um, usually you watch these films and that, uh, and the characters have got nothing to, to struggle with. Yeah, they're all perfect and everything's fine, um, but they get rid of that. Uh, and it's like kind of, no, everyone's got troubles. So you've got um, Phoebe, who's a bit, how can I put it, um, socially awkward. She doesn't blend in. Her brother is trying to coach her to try and make friends because it's like kind of just remember be yourself to which her brother goes no for fuck's sake don't be yourself you'll scare people um when she's going to do this go to this 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 school over the summer um it's it's really good i'm trying to tell stuff without actually spoiling it she meets this kid called podcast who's got a podcast ironically like us who's got a podcast uh, and he sits there and records and narrates everything, which it makes him really good. And he's quite a, he's quite a fun kind of character just to, to to bounce off of off of the Phoebe character. Uh, they find all the devices and stuff, and there's some spooky goings on in the house. Chess games are getting played, things are getting moved aside, certain things are getting set off, lights are, are dimming and and whatnot. Um, and they they find ghosts as you'd expect, and they try and hunt one of the ghosts down. Um, and then they have to take on on uh, Gozer at the end, which we all know um, from the from the trailer and whatnot. Um, Gozer is voiced by uh, Christian Avrasarana from uh, uh, The Expanse, because I was listening to it and I was like, that voice sounds familiar because she's got that kind of very raw, like she's what, been what, shouting, uh, smoking, and drinking brandy yeah. her entire life. I've smoked 100 facts a day. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Which yeah. really actually, I think actually helps. J.K. Simmons is in it too, as a guest appearance. Really? I'll tell you who. J I was surprised because I looked at it and went, that's fucking J.K. Simmons. He wasn't in the... 
but you'll 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 if you watch it you'll you'll find out why. Uh, it's done really well. Um, the, everyone is, is predicted that the Egon turns up at the end along with the other Ghostbusters. You, you bang on there. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it any more than that. The 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 last scene's quite touching. When you get him, he turns up right at the last moment just to help out, and it's just like ah, oh, because it's like that's the time you need the help. <clears throat> Uh, it's done really well, and the earthquakes get explained, and everything kind of you know balances out. And it's one of those film films where they've actually f- bothered to tell a decent story, and it was it was definitely worth the watch. And it's annoying that you guys haven't watched it, so I can't bloody talk about it. Yeah, and it's I'm annoying. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed, but it's not out here till the twenty uh, the twenty second of January. Unfortunately, I know who is at the end. Um, mm. Unfortunately. Um, I know who is at the Every, end. Everybody uh, knows who's at the end. My wife, yeah. who hasn't seen any trailers, knew who was going to come in at the end. Yeah. Well, it's a shame it's not Rick Morales. I would have liked to have seen him, or unless he is in it. I hadn't heard he's in it. No. No, he's not in it. I'm sorry. I'll just cut, I'll just cut the, pull the band aid off straight away. No, he's not in it. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I, I'm glad that Bilfer agrees with me that uh, uh, Finn Wolfhart isn't. Uh, what did he put? I He's a poor man's Jim Timothy Charlemagne. Um, I've heard that yeah. he isn't particularly good in this um, and that he's a bit annoying. I've heard people say it, complain that it's all fan service, which, as I'm a fan of the no. Ghostbusters, good. Um, but um, <laughs> it's it's not, I'll be honest with you, it's not, there's the right level of fan service in him. Yeah. Oh, look, here's a ghost trap. What the hell's that? That's a ghost trap here. Look, from the 80s, they use ghost traps to trap ghosts. Oh, okay. Let's open it up. Uh, oh fuck, something's in it. Oh, it's something we've seen before. That fan service is is fine. There's a proton packs. Psh, oh yeah, they work. That's fine. Yeah, the bit there's, there's there's a sad conversation that Phoebe has with Dan Aykroyd, where she phones him up out of the blue, and asks about Egon, and um, he's sitting there and he is just he's just lamenting fucking everything that's happened, um, and that works well. And that was that was good, and it's yeah, it's it's we it, have to watch it. Go and watch it. It's a proper recommendation. Does does it account for the game that was effectively Ghostbusters three? No. Does no, it? Does it? It's it, 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 the game. It's it's off of the back of the first film. Yeah. Right. The rumors so, is is that the, the, what they're planning on doing is if they do another one, it will be off the back of the second film. Yeah. Okay. So this is all off the back of the first film. And if they do another one, it'll be off the back of the second film. And if they do a third one, it'll probably be off the back of the game. And I'm they, they, okay. They don't sort of make no, notes to the game or like anything that happened in the game kind of thing. They didn't include the game in. No, character. even though the game, I, I count the game as the third film. It is the third. Yeah, film. well, so many people do. Yeah, it's, um, it's considering that Dan, because the guy, because what the story behind the third game was, uh, this guy had rebuilt Ghostbusters in the Unreal Engine, and he demoed it off. Uh, to Sony, and Sony weren't interested in it. But Dan Aykroyd saw it, and he went, hmm, this might be the opportunity to tell Ghostbusters 3, the story that we'd want to tell, which was Ghostbusters Go to Hell. Yeah, And if you play the game, you, you wind up in another dimension, which you could call Hell for all intents and purposes. Um, but he backed up that developer in order for them to get that made and the license to get sorted for it, which is a great move if I could for someone you know building a fan game and they did do a really good job and i have the remastered version on my xbox that i need to play um but it, yeah it's it doesn't make any references to that i'm afraid but they do go to hook and ladder because they film there i know uh, i know i know no. that i know yeah they do they go hook and ladder, the, the the um the fire station it's at the it's end cut right from the film is it cut from the film entirely cut from the or film. is it one of the is it cut one of the, the scenes film. at the end Cut from the film. <sighs> unless there's unless there's one scene right, 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 right at the end after the titles, it's cut from the film. They swapped it out I with he- Sigourney Weaver, which was a better choice because I like Sigourney Weaver. I, I hear there's two end credit scenes, and one of them is Hook and Ladder because they oh. they did um they did uh, an interview of the original cast. For, uh, they were doing the rounds last week on, and they were from that the, the fire station. Because I inadvertently found it when I was in New York once. I was just walking past. It's not that. And there it fucking was. It's not that hard to find. I found it in Spider-Man and I wasn't even in New York. I wasn't looking for it. Um, No, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, it's in Spider-Man. It is in Spider-Man, yes. Anyway. um, You find it everywhere, mate. 
it might it's be at the probably end, here like, in the UK as well. It might be right, right at the end of the, the titles because we didn't stay to the end because we, you know, because car parking they pay for, you, let you have so much free. And then I've, I've been stung by James Bond and June because of the length of the films and I had to pay for my car parking. Um, plus, I'm, I'm kind of, I'll be honest with you, the Marvel, the whole thing with Marvel and having the bits at the end of, the, I'm sick of that shit now. I'm so over it. Um, it needs to be done sparingly now. It needs to you know, do after the title sequences and whatnot. You need to go and watch it. It's really good. Um, Paul Rudd's pretty good in it. Um, the bit in the the what's it, Walmart feels really crowbarred in. Yeah, okay. it's the one bit of the film I'm like, mm, it feels really crowbarred in, because it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't, because he could have done it a much better way, because he's being stalked by something and um yeah and it just just doesn't it just feels like an advert for walmart it feels like you could just slice it out of the film pop it in an advert for walmart and have done with it and, and then put the film back together and think everything would be fine um that's my one criticism of the entire film that's not and finn Wolfhart too because i just want to slap the kid around the face a couple of times um because he's not um he's not very charismatic on screen shall we say i, ha- I had to google him didn't have a clue who oh yeah no he is now you go, oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh, recognize well i haven't seen him in in anything stranger things he was in one something else and i can't remember what it was but he was in something else uh, um oh I, he I was know. in um it he wouldn't have seen it no no uh, i saw the first season of stranger things but uh that was a long time ago so i don't really recall but hey, yeah. fair enough. It, right, so I think it goes like this when it comes to Ghostbusters. All your predictions about what would happen with characters, certain characters and certain things are all right. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't detract from the film. It really doesn't detract right. from the films. The film's a good watch. It's a good film film. If it wasn't Ghostbusters and it was something else, it would be a good film film. If you turn around and remove the Ghostbusters from it, it would be a good film film. Um, and it is. Uh, I found it. I found it enjoyable. There are certain things that are like kind of because they turn up at the end. We know that um, where they they you think that would detract if people didn't know what's going on. I'm going to take my son to see it and see what he thinks about that bit at the end. Um, so we can so I can I can gauge someone who doesn't know Ghostbusters because we tried to get him to watch it and he wasn't interested. Um, first Terminator um, Aliens. <laughs> he was the old eighties kind of the ones with proper guns and muscles and, and explosions and blood and stuff. That's what he likes. It's like this was a bit tame, Dad. <laughs> good lad. Good lad. <laughs> it's like that. He's like he watched Gremlins and he thought Gremlins was okay. Anyway, that was Ghostbusters. Um it's definitely a recommended watch. Um it's not as good as the original Ghostbusters, but trying to get something as original original Ghostbusters from fucking 30 almost 40 years. Come on. Do you think you're gonna get that done? The answer is no. All right, so enjoy it for what it is. It's a good film. It feels like a good... If they wanted to end Ghostbusters there and do nothing ever more, I would be quite happy with it to end there. And I'm definitely going to watch it again. It's one of those films that you see and you go, ah, I'll give that a watch. Um, it's n- It won't set the world on fire, but it's good. It's in- good, not great. That's the best way of describing it. Yeah, it's like a quality... It's like a... This is my food analogy. It's like a gourmet hamburger. From somewhere like uh, GBK or some posh restaurant. There you go. So it's got a bit of that. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about um, Hawkeye. Right, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm going to bump Keith up here for a moment because uh, I need to talk to his fat ass. All right. I'll watch Hawkeye. <laughs> Keith turns his back on you. Because I, I watched Torquay. Because he's not going to like it, so I'm going to have to disagree with him. All right, okay. I watched Torquay, and this is if you if you've read the description, this is Hawkeye the Kate Bishop show, yeah. Because it's nothing to do with Hawkeye. Hawkeye is a, an additional character in there, yeah. And this is my biggest problem with Hawkeye. It's boring. It's really fucking boring. I w- tried watching it twice. I fucking struggled. It's annoying because they. They got the casting spot on. The casting, it's a fucking moron. The casting, casting is done really well. Yeah, the swordsman character who plays Laolo in um, 
oh, what's that thing with the uh, uh, Better Call song? Yeah, perfect. But the directions that he's been given and the character he's been given, he's camping it up is a bit shit. Yeah, you've got the girl played by, oh, what's her name? Hayley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Great bit of casting. She's really watchable. Very charismatic actress. Yeah, you've got Jeremy Renner. Again, good casting because he was already in it. Thingy. Um, apparently Black Widow's turning up and it's not our Black Widow it's um, uh, Eastern European knockoff Black Widow which is happening in the future and then you've got Echo in there and then there's rumours that um, they have the Kingpin revealed at the end um, they, but they've alluded with, to him but even with all of that it was boring can I um, say something about um, I haven't seen this and I literally have zero inclination to watch it, mainly because throughout the whole of the Marvel film series, I find Hawkeye boring. Oh, poor old Hawkeye. He, I know, I, he's going to be devastated. I know. I know. But the annoying thing is, the annoying thing like is, the, is the way they've portrayed him, you could make him really interesting because Hawkeye's a spy. So he's got spy crafty elements which would make a story interesting. The problem is, what, is you that didn't even Go on. you didn't even laugh when he went to the Re Renaissance fair. <laughs> I found that quite I, I I I was cringing like the scene with the musical. Another bit Yeah, the musical the was god awful. The musical was god awful. They 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 alluded to him having PTSD musical. and him having problems with with um uh, Black Widow Black being Widows. dead, yeah? Yeah. yeah, and that was great. That was a fantastic bit of characterization in thirty seconds, and then a the bit where he goes for a wee and he looks at the toilet and says Thanos was right. They were great bits of characterization, really done, shown, and not told. Yeah, um, and then outside that, mm, sorry, Nigel. I just wanted to say, like you, you mentioned musical there. Um, I think I would have turned it off because I hate musicals. I think oh, I this. it was. On the he hates music. Hawkeye hates musicals along with you. You know that, oh, don't you? Yeah, so he's my brother in that sense. But <laughs> the thing is, right, the, the only time it's not no, it's not even a musical. Um, so it was uh there was a scene, a huge uh huge Ackman is in um uh, Night in the Museum. He's on stage. And one of the uh, the 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 thingies have come to life and he escaped in the suit of arms and all that sort of stuff. And he's gone to stage and he's doing like it was like a, a King Arthur thing. And he's on set. I think it was like a musical, but they weren't singing, and that's fine with me. If you're not singing, great. Mm. I hate the fact that people spontaneously that break does, out. That doesn't make any song. sense. I'm just about to die. I'm gonna sing a song before I die. If I, no, I yeah. anyway, that's hate that's them. not anyway. Besides, that's not that's that's an aside from the fact that that, that the Hawkeye was. But the was, only I time I've ever liked it is when you know you got uh, Hugh Hugh Jackman in there, and instead of calling him Hugh Jackman, they call him Huge Ackman, and I love that. And that was the only thing that I can say about it. The the the, the I found the 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 musical at the beginning, the whole musical number, intensely annoying, in um, and very American, very American. Almost to the point that it was a nauseating me. So sorry, I, I sorry, like, America. Like, but I did um, like the fact that he was like kind of Ant Man, but fucking wasn't there. I know I was. Yeah, but the interest. <laughs> yeah, well, there is there is some. But what's with hey, the earplugs? Now I know there's something going on deaf. there because of all deaf. the explosions. You, when you're watching it, he said he went deaf. Yeah, I missed that bit then. Uh, okay. Jesus Christ! I watched it. I watched it. Oh. I tried to watch it twice. No, I haven't watched I, it. Twice. Just as a tip for reviewing, if you review anything, you're supposed to watch it twice. Once to get you just to enjoy it, and the other one to make the notes on. And when I watched, it, I, I couldn't. First time I fell asleep. <laughs> she shot the bell thing. She got in trouble. They started the auction, and then I was like, "Oh, titles!" And I was that was the second episode titles. I'd been asleep that long. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Is it is it so? Is it worse than um, Falcon Winter Soldier? No, it's not. Think... No, it's not agreed. I do not find it egregious. Where Falcon Winter Soldier was his journey, character's journey was. What do you mean I'm black? Was the character's journey? 
um, which I, I found fucking deeply, I actually find deeply offensive and racist when I think about it, because there's one guy who didn't see the world in colour and now is forced to see the world in colour. That's that's wrong. Sorry. It shouldn't be, you know, you should just get, I, shit, you know, get your shit on I, and get on with it. I, it was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me was purely a vanity uh, exercise for Disney going, look at how progressive we are. What would have been far more powerful a statement would have been, don't mention it. Don't point out that he's color. This is the new Captain America. Bob, you could have had that that ending where Steve handles hands him the shield, which should have gone straight to Captain America four. None of this. Oh, I'm oh, black. No, I'm no, so scared. Say, kind of bullshit. No, oh, what they sh it should off. it should have been him becoming the Captain America. Yeah, him fucking yeah. up and Bucky going, picking him up, dusting him down. Go get on. Would Steve stop that? No, fucking get on with it, son. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have been about race. It shouldn't have been about race. It should yeah. have been but journey on yeah, growing into good Captain America. Version of, because yes. he was handed the shield for a reason. He is he 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 has skills and he has the ability to become Captain America. And, uh, and, so it should have just been that. It should have been his journey to becoming a yeah. very good standard. And we would have we would have accepted over. that if that was a story. And the other side of it too is if it would have been like a like a, a buddy cop kind of comedy sort of thing. We would have enjoyed like kind of him giving shit back to Bucky where Bucky's telling him off for something and he's back chatting him because that would mm. have been, that's mm. more in line with his character. Cause he does have that kind of slightly back chatty to him. All right. Mm. But we didn't get that. We just got, we got this, this horrible race baiting nonsense, but getting anyway, back to Hawkeye. No, it's not quite as bad as that then. It's um, yeah, so let, let me, how about let me... the other, how about the other one? Uh, what was her, her face? Um, uh, which, Kate uh, Bishop, Haley Seinfeld. No, he's talking about what Wonder Vision. No, Wonder Vision was just pile of what was just crap. So it's better than that. Uh, no, it's not. It's boring. I was Wonder Vision it had me interested. Wonder Vision had me interested. It, it had me irritated. They had me interested. It, I wanted to know what was happening next. It was only when you got towards the end that you went, "Ah, oh, you fucked it." Yeah, it's literally those last two episodes were the bit where you went, ah, you've completely, you fucked it right up there. You queued up something and then you didn't deliver. Um, but this is this is boring, which is worse. Boring will... is worse than, than than aggravating, I think. Yeah, I think um, so. I will try so, and watch. So, so let's let's get this right. Uh, this this is the story so far. Yeah, uh, Kate Bishop um, was living in an expensive house during the Battle of New York, which the side of a building was blown up. Um, she saw the Tatari uh, attack in New York and Hawkeye fending them off. So she's got an affinity for Hawkeye because she's the hero. He's the hero that she saw firsthand. Yeah. Her dad died in that accident, apparently. And I'll put apparently because he didn't see a body or anything. It just went just cut straight to the funeral. Um, they had to put a training bit of Kate training in the montage for a Hawkeye series, which isn't about Kate, which is supposed to be about Clint Barton. So instead of having Clint Barton and Black Widow doing shit and then saving the world and that, no, it's all completely focused on Kate Bishop. So it's not really a Hawkeye thingy. They're just using the name. Fucking irritating. Don't do it. Sheriff's Hawkeye or to do something like that. Um, her She destroys a bell with a, a bow and arrow at the beginning, which is nice. It shows that the, she had a struggle with things, but she's rich, so it's not a fucking issue because the mum's just creating a charity auction to which they are selling off dodgy stuff in the basement and it looks like they're selling off tony stark's repulsor watch from civil war remember we had the watch which he pulled over his hand tend to repulse a glove that's what they're selling off in the in the thingy they kept on going on and on about the watch you then forget about the watch because then they're tracking down the the eastern europeans tracksuit gang that's what they called them so they're tracking down these this this tracksuit gang here they've got a dog to which they're popping up exposition. You've got the bad guy played by Laulo from um, uh, Better Call Saul, who's after Ronin's retractable sword because he'll become the bad guy, the swordsman. Um, go figure. Um, so he's after that sword. Um, he's trying to be nice, but the way they've put him together, they've put him together as as, uh, as a goofy asshole rather than uh, an asshole asshole. I would prefer him to play a sinister asshole um, in that. Um, Kate's uh, flat gets uh, attacked by these tracksuit gang. They, she, she, he then, um, what do you call it? She then buggers off, and Hawkeye then tries to deal with them. And Hawkeye was going to deal with them on his own, and he was quite capable of dealing with them on his own. Uh, and they've got a, and these, right? And these six foot six, four foot wide 
Eastern European bastards uh, being run by a five foot six noodle armed woman called Echo, um, who's deaf and she has the powers of Taskmaster where she can copy you. The problem is, is where Taskmaster was a bit of a big bastard. Yeah. And he was quite muscular. She ain't. So that's going to be a bit weird to watch her fight them. Uh, and the rumor is that Echo works for the Kingpin. And that's the story. That's what I got from the thingy. What did you mm. get, Keith? I think that the Kingpin, yeah, they've they've hinted at the Kingpin. I, I didn't find it as dull as you. Um, I can't kind of enjoyed it. I do agree that it is the Kate Bishop show. Um, and Hawkeye is only a, um, a, um, a secondary character. But then I kind of like Hayley Steinfeld. As you put it, she's charismatic and watchable. Yes, the, um, the, the casting director for this did a bloody good job with it. This is the cast I would have picked if you'd have given me the script. So I can't fault the casting director. I, I, I'm slightly more intrigued about it. I would say it's much better than One Division because One Division just pissed me off. Um, no, it's not Loki. Um, but I, I've enjoyed the two episodes. Oh, I, I'd say they're okay. It's not like. Ooh, it's the most amazing thing ever in the world. Um, but it's okay. It's not. I don't find it as egregious, but I get. I do understand why. Some I don't find it. Would. I don't find it egregious. I find it dull. Uh, I, as I said, first time I watched it, I fell asleep. Second time I watched it, I caught myself looking at my phone. Yeah, I had. I, I thought like, I'm going to watch it and properly watch it all the way through both both episodes. Uh, and there's a point. I looked. I, I looked up at the screen. I went, oh, I've just looked at my phone for the last five minutes, which means it's boring. I, I, I mean, it's a subjective thing, I think, slightly. I, I don't like the mother character. I think she's just... She's a bad guy. Yeah, that's obvious. Um, or it's getting to that point. Um, I do... I think they are going to bring the Kimpin in, which will be kind of cool. Um, I think they won't, I think they'll hint at him. I don't think they'll bring him in. They'll hint at him. So when they do bring him in, it's not a big surprise. But, uh, again, they... they it's difficult doing one of these series where you don't bring in the larger universe into it all, you know, and now they're, they're kind of ignoring the whole Thanos thing other than Thanos was right. Written on the toilet is about the only thing. And again, it just proves that this five year gap was an absolute mistake. And it really, I think the Marvel, the minute they did that, they broke the Marvel cinematic universe in my opinion. Yeah. Yep, no, um, no, I completely agree with you. It, it just makes everything a, a pain. If you, unless you were going to sit on the Marvel Universe for a decade, yeah, and then come back a decade later, it wouldn't have made a difference a decade later. But because, yeah, it's mm. bullshit. Um, but I didn't find it as bad. But then there's not a lot on at the moment. But then we're getting Book of Boba Fett. We're getting Lost in Space. We're getting The Expanse, all in the next few weeks. So. Um, and I have to admit, I'm kind of looking forward to the book of Boba Fett. Um, and um, yeah, there's. I mean, it's not the. Funny enough, actually, the the thing that I'm finding really interesting at the moment on Disney Plus has nothing to do with this podcast. Um, but the the I'm watching Dope Dope Stick, and Keaton's performance in that is fucking phenomenal. Um, and it is really interesting. It's got Ro Ro Rosario Dawson in it and Michael Keaton to name but a few. Um, and it's about the, the, the beginnings and what has happened with the op opioid epidemic in, um, in the U S and it's really interesting, but Keaton is, is brilliant in it. And I mean, really good. Um, that's the best thing on Disney plus at the moment, in my opinion, until book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about B Book of Boba Fett. I, I think I might be. I think I'm fucking done with Star Wars. I think I'm done with it all. I've just had enough. It's just when you see Peter, Pedro Pascal defend a fucking paedophile, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the, and these people are the ones that are kind of encouraging that behaviour. And it's just I'm just I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with it. It's I was. I'll be honest with you. I was done with Star Wars at Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Because at Revenge of the Sith, all you have to do at Revenge of the Sith is put that fight at the end of um, Rogue One in uh, Revenge of the Sith. And that was it. That's all you had to do. All you had to do is show Darth Vader killing some Jedi. 
Yeah, didn't have to even be normal people. Some Jedi. Yeah, it goes into Jedi Temple and just fucking murders everyone. And they're all like, ooh, now we know why he's such a badass and why everyone's so bloody scared of him. Yeah, that would have cemented it, but they didn't do it. And that's the reason everyone likes that scene at the end of Rogue One. It's because of that, because that's the bit that you really wanted to see in Revenge of the Sith. So I've been done with Star Wars for a very long time. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I, try, I keep trying to get... You guys are so enthusiastic about it and you're trying to pull me back into it. And the only thing that seems to have any kind of pull is probably the Knights of the Old Republic because it's kept pretty much separate from all of that and tells its own story, but it's in the Star Wars universe and that has more of an appeal to me than anything else. And I can't wait for the day that Disney fucks it up. <laughs> well, which may be coming sooner than you think. I'm, I'm hoping... I've got good hopes for Knights of the Republic because obviously the first, the two games are so far removed from this, the movies and the other series that they put out. So far removed because they're thousands of years before, before all yeah. of that takes yeah. place. So hence the old It's Republic. the prequels prequel. <laughs> it's a yeah. long, 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 long time. Really ago. long time. <laughs> Someone's penciled in the word really over the top of it. Really? So I'm not too... I'm I'm not too sure about Boba Fett. The other thing too is if you wanted to do a really good Boba Fett thing, you've got to make it a bit more Sopranos than than uh, Mandalorian, if that makes any sense. Because it's gangster. This is gangster stuff. Yeah, it should be watching uh, a villain, and it should if they do it right, they should have it so it ends. The Mandalorian turns up and kills him, but they're not going to do that. They don't have the balls to do that. That's what I would have done. Uh, and that would have been great because you're going, oh, it's still part of the Mandalorian story. Yeah, it's the bit with the Mandalorian then is paid a couple of million credits and gets a new uh, starship to go and kill. I have to admit, I'm kind of excited about the um, Ahsoka series only because they're they're bringing a live action Ezra Bridger and Sabine into it. So we are getting oh, those I'm, characters. No, I'm, 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 um, I'm, 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 I'm so quite good. looking forward to that. But I understand why some people are completely turned off. Disney has managed to do that. Um, they have alienated a lot of people. Um, and I, I, I can't blame people for being turned off from it. Me, I'm, I'm Star Wars. I love me Star Wars. And the Mandalorian was enough like Star Wars to be okay. And we've got a few things that could be good, but they could be bad. It's Disney. Um, yeah. And if it's anything to go by by the Marvel, we've only had one Star Wars series from Disney. That's been okay. We have had quite a few of the Marvel series, and they are hit and miss. And some, and for me, the only one that I've enjoyed really is Loki. Hawkeye is okay. I don't find it as boring as you, but it's not fantastic. It's not like it's it boring. Should be. That's why you don't. Th- that's why you don't think it's fantastic because it's boring. You're looking at it going, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, Loki was okay. It was okay. Mm. Although All it was right. better than the other two. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to our next one. We're going to talk about film. Um, yeah. All right, Nigel, your turn to pull your bloody weight this time. All right. My considerable weight. Yes, your considerable weight. It's your turn to start talking about red notice <laughs> so we um, myself and keith have watched red notice and i want you to keith this is your challenge you need to go through the entire review without referring to fpv drones <laughs> that's that your challenge from me okay oh, other than other than ryan reynolds being eye candy it was meh <laughs> night is supposed to be doing this night mate <laughs> Tell us about Red Notice. Red Notice. Um, it's on Netflix, and it's a uh, well. I movie. could only imagine it was it, it was a movie, and uh, <laughs> thus concludes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, right, okay. So you've got Gal Gadot in it. You've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and you've got Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is playing Ryan Reynolds in this film. He is being himself, basically. Um, he's just little quips here and there. And to be fair to him, they're, they're pretty funny and well-delivered, which is what you expect from him. And, well, he does that in real life as well, let's be fair. Um, the Rock is just playing your stereotypical uh, I'm a big meathead um, guy who's actually got intelligence and da 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 And Gardo is a... Uh, 
uh, well, just a sexy lady with brains who can fight. So uh, they're sort of like um, he's Dwayne is a FBI profiler who's chasing down the most wanted thief, essentially. And the most wanted thief is Ryan Reynolds. And he's a smart art. No, 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 no. no it's, it's a character called the Bishop he's after. Well, he was chasing him in the first scene because he no. was about to steal um, an egg. Yeah. The Bishop is the one that, that notifies him. Yeah. But he the says, bishop How is... did you find out I was here doing this? And he said, The Bishop told me. And he's like, Ah, figures. Chasing shoes, blah, blah, blah. He gets away, all this stuff. And then they turn up at his house, at Ryan's house. I can't remember his name in the film. Um, I can't remember any of their names from the film. But all right, okay. So him, he's working with Interpol, arrest. They get, he, so Dwayne gets set up, goes to jail along with all right, Ryan. They form hold, an underlying partnership. To help you out, John Hartley is uh, the Rock's name. Nolan Booth is Ryan Reynolds, and the Bishop is um, Cal Gadot. And the uh, uh, Inspector's Daz, who's chasing after. Oh, yeah. told uh, me not to mention it. You, you <laughs> mentioned it. That's technically mentioning it. No, it's not. Um, mentioning is a verbal thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I. It was it was a very um, this this movie has quite a lot of action, it, it and there was a lot of quips in there and also references to um, other films. You know, there's a bit where they're in the bull ring, and he's saying, "Don't move! They can't see you if you don't move." And the rock goes, "You're thinking of Jurassic Park," and he went, "No, definitely not." And he went, "He went, it's got David Attenborough in it." Like, no. You're thinking of Richard Attenborough. He's like, really? He's like, yeah. And he goes, did it have Jeff Glow Goldblum in it? And he went, yes, I am thinking of Jurassic Park. Next thing he knows, he's clattered by the ball. So it was, I think some of these jokes are really well written. Well, they bounce off each other quite well, etc. Not too bad. And it follows its way through. And it's got a very predictable route. In my mm. opinion, the, the the story is very predictable in what's going to happen and 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 what does happen, which I won't say just in case someone hasn't seen it. If you've got Netflix, just go watch it. Um, however, it was predictable, but I, for me, that didn't really detract from the film because it's one of those fun ones where you don't need to think mm. and you don't you don't need to second guess because you sort of know what's going to happen anyway. And it was fun. So, and you can watch it with your family, which I did. Okay. All right. So, uh, first things first is I think Ryan Reynolds could play Nathan Drake from watching this film. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. The way he was escaping in the first scene with jumping over things, sliding, doing it, and climbing up, all that sort of stuff. Perfect for it, in my opinion. I, I, I think and he's, and he's cocky enough to have that Nathan well Drake cocky. kind of. And kind he does, doesn't he? Bullshitter. Yes. And it's those quips, and Nathan Drake has those quips. Do you know what this? Do you ever watch a TV series called The Real Hustle on BBC Three? I've heard of it. It reminded me of The Real Hustle on BBC Three because there were three people working. There was one who was the girl who was the honey trap. Yeah. So yeah. her name was, I think, Jessica Clements, gorgeous looking lady. Yeah. Um, and she was that designed there to make all the men go. Ugly <laughs> eyes. Then you had you had the, you had the fat bloke who who would, would rob you fucking he would rob all of your money if he was given the opportunity and then you had the confidence person who kind of came in there and it kind of felt a bit like watching the, the real hustle. I, this is a weird criticism. It felt cheap. It felt cheap. It felt if you look at it, it was pretty much all pretty much set based with a few things outside. You know they 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 scrimped on the cameras. Um, <laughs> Wait for a think, response. I think it was studio based because of yes, because of the coup. Yes. Yeah, that that's I, that's one I don't know what the budget was for this, but it didn't feel like it, it. But then again, it was a Netflix movie. It felt like a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. 
It felt like a Netflix movie. Movie. It was enjoyable fluff. It wasn't too deep. It wasn't too this. It wasn't too that. It's something you can put on, and and it's and it's completely inoffensive. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird way of describing a film. It's not great, but it's completely inoffensive. Just you can watch it. this, and, and no one would get upset. Yeah, uh, it, it was a two hundred million uh, US dollars uh, budget, by the way. Two hundred yeah. million dollars for that? Apparently, I've just googled Fuck it. Fuck off! That's about like be eighty wrong. million. Well, that might be. That's probably wrong. I hope to God that's not the case. I hope. To, oh my! Anyway, that makes me go. Oh my God! Um, thing I did. I, I, I found funny about it. It was the bit where Gal Gadot is fighting the Rock. Yeah, and no offense to him. If the Rock hit me, I'd be on my ass for a week with just one punch. Yeah, he yeah. might not kill me, but I'd be like, Oh, jeez, why would you do that, you bastard? Yeah, there's no way Gal Gadot's getting a punch, but. It does get explained at the end, which I fucking love. Because when it got to the end, I was like, oh, thank God, my brain is working. <laughs> um, and, and you understand why. Because I was thinking the same in the fight scene. I'm sitting there going, how are you not taking this lady out? I mean, you know. Dude, it, as I said, you, if you punched uh, me, I'd be on my ass. And, and I'll be honest with you, the rock from like early 2000s, I could probably get a punch and, and walk away from, yeah? This rock now, no. Yeah, early two thousands rock. When he, you could you smell yeah. what he's cooking? Yeah, yeah. It's annoying because he, he doesn't own the rights to call himself the Rock. That's owned no. by Vince McMahon. He has to call himself Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Um, That's fair enough. It, it was good. The, the thing is, is I liked the I liked the detective that was chasing them because she felt like she was properly trying to chase them down, even though oh. she was like a four foot. We ball. all know why you liked her, Gareth. <laughs> What? Uh, uh, no. What? Uh, anyway. What? Uh, the only <laughs> bit about her. Yeah. The only bit about her when she was chasing them through the uh, uh, through the tunnel, escaping from the uh, the Nazi uh, stash on in the uh, quite rare Mercedes, um, was everyone got taken out, and it was just her driving the jeep, chasing them, and I'm sitting there going. Why don't all three of them just stop and take her out as well? Because they could easily overpower her and lock her up somewhere and then just drive off and do whatever they want because it's just her. And they just drove off and did the thing. I just thought yeah. that bit was a bit weird. I was just sitting there going, just stop. It's just her. What's she going to do? <laughs> the three of you. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It just that, just that one bit. That's the only bit that I. Not an issue with, but mm. I just found it just a little it, bit strange. It did suffer from what the the Jodie Whittaker's first series of Doctor Who suffered from, where it felt like there was no one else in the world. Mm. That made any mm. sense? You feel that way? Mm. It's like kind of feels really kind of it's there in like isolation to everything going on. I think the, um, well, the first the first opening bit with the with the museum and the chase and the escape outside. There were a load of people around, inside and outside. But out outside of that, yeah, I can sort of see what you mean. I mean, the there was a load of people in the in the jail. Yeah, but it yeah. but it but most of the scenes were like away from that. It just gave a feeling that it was that it was COVID. That was the COVID the COVID, the COVID isolation feel. Yeah. Um, right. Think, all in all, I think the film is well worth a watch if you want something. Easy to watch. Yeah. It's fluff. It's fluff. It's like fluff. There's nothing wrong yeah. with. There's nothing wrong with like fluff. Yeah. It was entertaining. Yeah. That's what we kind of want from our fucking films: is to be entertained, even if it's just for an hour, and even if it's not something clever or super smart. Yeah. It's just something that just takes us out of our daily grind to you know, and, and just lets us forget about the world and just have some fun. Um, but as I said, watching that, I came to the conclusion that Ryan Reynolds would make a great Nathan Drake, and I really wish that fucking cast in now. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I annoying. Hey, yes, I, I, I watched recently another film with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it, uh, um, Free Guy, and he was great in that as well. Really enjoyed that. It was it was just Lego Movie, but in human form. But um, I, I think at the moment Ryan Reynolds is uh, on the up. I would say he's. Uh, I know he's always been good, but he's getting better and uh, playing himself has. Uh, 
in every film <laughs> it's working yes yes um it's, yeah just uh waiting for that third deadpool movie from disney to come out i think it's i mean it might happen i mean they allowed ryan to do that the the review of free guy as deadpool with uh korg from um from the thor movies didn't they so um if you've not seen that it's worth watching ryan uh, deadpool and korg review free guy it's quite funny <laughs> it's quite funny you've got ryan reynolds and then you've got you know that that sort of soft-spoken new zealand uh accent um alien rock alien it's, it's very city. yeah but i like the accent he pulls there it's a it's a proper sort of maori-esque accent from new zealand it, it's it's well it's funny it's funny and i think oh, okay this is oh, a second we will um i'm gonna actually call this this Star Trek Discovery. It's back on our TVs in the UK. Let me just check and watch. Yep, it's back on TVs in the UK. But it's not on Netflix. And it's not being held over for Paramount+. Plus. It's on a TV service called Pluto TV. It's just renowned for doing... <laughs> shit Nothing. TV, shall we say? <laughs> like, have, do you ever watch Most Haunted, Nigel? I've seen a couple. I think Most Haunted might be the greatest comedy that's never been realised ever. Yeah, it's so... I find it's so funny because what I do is I they have their psychics and I always play Predict Along with Derek, who's Derek Acora, who was, uh, who was sorry to say, a, 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 uh, a spiritual medium. And, and he just makes shit up. And it would be like they're in an island. The ghost's going to be called Mary. The ghost's going to be called Mary. I'm getting a name. I'm getting a name. It's Mary. <laughs> Oh, it's always. And I, and I just like kind of. Oh my god, um, and and that's what's on Pluto TV. But joining the ranks of Pluto TV is Keith's favorite iteration of Star Trek: Star Trek Discovery. Well, I've just googled who owns Pluto TV, and it's owned by Viacom. So that's oh, how no. they've got. Yeah. Okay. So so here's the thing, right? A couple of weeks ago, when 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 uh, just the day before uh, Star Trek Discovery season four was going to come, every all the the UK fans, you know, all five of them, thought they were going to get it on Netflix, and they announced, or Paramount announced, that it wasn't going to be um, on Netflix. Netflix had dropped it. This was literally the day before it was due to air, right? And they said it's been held over for Paramount Plus, which is launching in in the UK and I some lied. other European territories. Hang on, hang on. No, it is. They've done a they've done a deal with I Sky. Well, deal with Sky. So hang on a yeah. second. Paramount held over for Paramount Plus, but going to Sky. So so Paramount Plus is going to become available as a Sky Q app at some point in 2022. So this is this is not unheard of because in this country, in Thailand and India, there used to be a company called Hotstar, who owned the rights to a lot of these um, programs and stuff. So what we now get here is Disney Plus Hotstar. So we can't use the normal Disney Plus service. We have to use Disney Plus Hotstar. We get most of what's on Disney Plus, but it's because Hotstar owned the rights. And it turns out that Sky own quite a lot of the Paramount rights. So Sky, so Paramount Plus has done a deal to be uh, unique to, or, you know, it's only going to be on Sky, Sky Q as a Sky Q app. But numerous people bitched and moaned about the fact that they weren't getting discovery and the fact that, like we've said in the past when we were talking about Game of Thrones, that the internet exists and therefore, it was going to have the, the shit spoiled out of it. Well, Viacom CBS, who owns Paramount, happens to own Pluto TV. And they've launched it now free on Pluto TV across Europe, apparently. It's not just here um, in the UK. So um, that's what they've done. Now, whether Pluto TV survives into the um, when when this Paramount Plus thing launches, but according to this... Paramount Plus is coming to the UK, but not yet. And I think right. people moaned. So I've got Sky Q. 
Yeah. And yes, you can have apps on there. I've got, you can have Netflix app, Disney Plus app, etc. Cetera, et cetera. However, you still need to have your login details and stuff that you would normally pay for separately. And you can log in with those details through those apps. It's just the same as having an app on your PlayStation for Netflix or Disney Plus that you can watch it through there. So this app that you're talking about, you will need the subscription from whoever it yes. is to sign in through the app. It's just simply an app. It's nothing. It's it's not giving you free access. You will still need to have to pay separately for access to uh, to this program and then or sign in. You can watch it on Pluto TV for free. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. I think they've launched it now for free on here, even though they put this statement out. Apparently, there was quite a lot of backlash right. about it. So, but I don't give a shit because Star Trek Discovery is a pile of fucking shit. Is, I am is, not watching it. Is you really sound like you're trying to defend it. A no. free service. Yes, Pluto yes. TV is an entirely free service. It's a free no service. No sign up. So it's not okay. I thought no, it was a paid for no. thing like Apple and. Apple yeah. TV. No. no, no, okay. No, no, I've got it on. I've got it on PlayStation. I think I originally had it on my PlayStation because I watched, like, as I said, I like playing Most Haunted, the Most Haunted Predict Along with Derek game that I I enjoy, where I pause the TV and try and guess what he says before he says it. Um, and it is it's just full of all those kind of crap TV programs. And I'm I'm glad it went to Pluto TV. Um, it went there, and that just it's... says a lot. It, it says everything. It's interesting how I think initially, I think initially they were going to wait. Um, there was a small minority of people that vocalized very heavily, like no, no, do I don't, no, no, I don't, no, no, I don't. There think was, there was a lot. Of, I don't, I don't think the, any, I don't think anyone vocalized I can, anything anywhere. Do, I can paid, tell that you, they that, paid, uh, hang on, that they me. paid attention to. Okay. Digital Spy complained. All of the lefty media complained about it because I saw it. So Digital Spy ran a ran yeah. a ran an article about yeah. it, and these I, are the I, people I, they listen to. That's the thing. Okay. So they don't it, listen to it, anyone. They we know they, that they, they don't listen to anyone. They listen to the shareholders, and that's about it. You know yeah. why they don't listen? Do you know why they don't listen to anyone? Because nobody fucking has fixed this shit. Yeah, and we know I know that. it's shit. Yeah. I, don't I know it is numbers, shit. Keith. And, I know. And the funny thing was, is the fact that it they that I think it went like this. They were under the assumption that Netflix were going to renew it. Hmm. I think they were in the arrogant assumption. Ah, oh, Netflix will re they renew anything like that. But they forget that Netflix only go to three seasons of anything. Yeah, Daredevil, three seasons. Yeah, great TV show, only three seasons. The only one that I think that has done is Strange Things. Uh, and I don't know what's going to go on with that because they got to three uh, seasons and then all of a sudden it kind of stalled. Didn't yeah. um, what was the thing with Spacey that then they couldn't cancel because it in already space. went into no it's Spacey three seasons. Spacey, oh, um, the, their very first thing. What was that? House of Cards. Didn't that do four seasons? Might have done, but uh, everything else yeah. has not got past three seasons. Seriously, true, Lost yeah. in Space. Where's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a Netflix thing, and they're thinking, oh, hang on a second. It'll get... No, no. It's a terrible shite. I watched some clips from it. There's a guy called Major Grin on YouTube, and he likes just clipping it. And there's one where they turn up, and they go to this alien race. He goes, oh, you need to give us a lithium. Why? Because we're the Federation, like that. And then they've got them all smiling and farting, and it's just like kind of... Dude, I reckon he just added the farting noises in there. It's, it's so fucking badly written. These people are emotionally incompetent, let alone... Fucking literary incompetent, incompetent. I can't even fucking do the but, word. But because it's got representation, um, it's it's, no, it it's beloved it's, by it, beloved it's by the, the representation in it. Well, it's not got representation on it. It because the rep, no because no because representation represents everyone. Not everyone is represented in this. Yeah, there's no heterosex. There's no heterosexuals in there. Oh, Michael Burnham. No, she's probably a fucking less before, before we know. Book, book is not in man. Okay, so he's not heterosexual. I like the actor. I think he's a good guy, but he's been fucking, you know, given a damp fucking squib on this one. Um, it's oh, man. It's it is just height of garbage. I, I, I watched. Hate. I really hate it. I. I, 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 I tell you. I, I reserve hate for 
I, I agree with you. I, I very rarely, once I start watching something, give up on everything. Even I will sit there and slag it off, but I will watch it. You know, I even watched Doctor Who, and I hate it, but I still watch Doctor Who, even so, just to watch this car crash come to an end. I got to the season final of season three of Star Trek Discovery and went, I can't watch it. I just can't. My mental health is not able to watch this, and I haven't watched it since. I, I, I refuse to watch season four. I refuse I to watch it. I mean, they, the fact that they've put it on a fucking free service, they might own the free company, but the fact that they've done that, uh, I mean, I, as, as I said, I, I read like digital, I, I mean, I, I try not to read Digital Spy now because of all the fucking bias bullshit on there. Um, but sometimes it's the only place to get any kind of thing of what's going on. Um, but I try not to. It's like a bad habit, what reading Digital Spy. But they bitched about this. But no, fuck it. I hate it. I'm with you. I don't like Star Trek Discovery one bit. Haven't watched it. Just... Will not watch it. Um, right. it. I'm done. Wrapping this back up to the beginning, yeah? Ghostbuster Afterlife's got pretty much a little girl as the lead in it. She's probably done more for fucking women's representation in films by representing a woman in a good film than all of this The Message shit. And I need to clip that from a critical drinker when he goes, The Message. Yeah? So we can play it every time we talk about The Message because it's just, they, it's, they're not interested in entertaining you. They just want to hit you with their politics and they're willing to spend millions upon millions to do it and they will hire... What, what's the per, not um, de jour fucking employees rather than de facto employees to use a term that you probably wouldn't come across that often um, so yes it's shit, we know it's shit everyone knows it's shit, it's on a shit fucking streaming service along with other shit programs because it's shit Netflix didn't want to keep it because it was shit Michael Burnham's shit fucking it's just shit alright, yeah. go away stop wasting my time Discovery is shit. The first, I think I remember inviting Nigel over to my house. I went, but before you do anything, I need to show you the star of Star Trek Discovery. And I fucking berated, I was almost like berating Nigel, like he was the creator of fucking Star Trek Discovery, saying, Look, look, what the fuck is that? What is that? That's nonsense. That was the scene where she was walking around in the desert. Oh my God. Yeah, cloud cover. Doing the symbol under cloud cover so no one could fucking see it. Yeah. It's, why don't you just get to a high point so you can transport out of there, you bell end? Um. <laughs> anyway. It's not good. It's not good. I've been, it's never. Yeah. I, I started watching um, a Korean series called Hellbound when I finished watching all of it because I started yesterday. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, That's that, on my list. Do you need to watch it, Nigel? The first three episodes. The worst thing is I'm watching it going, you're in Squid Games. You're in Squid Games. Because um, I watch Squid Games. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you watch a TV program. Well, you were that TV program I liked. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's it's interesting. It's really interesting. And the bad guy in it, I really want to fucking lamp him. So he's doing a really good job. Yeah. Unlike Star Trek Discovery, where the good guy, I really want to fucking lamp her one because they're doing a really poor job. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the rule. If a bad guy makes you want to hit him, yeah, he's not that actor personally hasn't done anything. It's like the guy who plays Marcos Inaros in uh, the Expanse. Oh, yeah. oh I want to kill him with him. But that's because the actor's doing the right job. He is yes. proper fucking. He can ooze under a door. He's that slimy. Um, yeah, it's, which is which is great and entertaining. And that's the way it's, it's like. Uh, I well, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I understand why you all hate your fucking Joffrey. And of course, you can understand why that poor actor has stopped working because everyone hates Joffrey, which is really sad. But hey ho, the guy who played um, Dargo stopped working too. He became a motivational speaker, Anthony Simcoe yeah. in uh, from Farscape, which is a bit I find a bit tragic because I like Anthony Simcoe. Um, but he was after that, he was like, I can't really do any other roles that are that cool, um, which is annoying. And on that note, I think it's time we put a bow on this thing and 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 shuffled off for another week so guys thank you all for watching for those watching thank you for listening for those that are listening we will be back next week um i want to do another factoids episode before the year is out keith i've got some i've got enough stuff for another two series of factoids all right and what i've got some great factoids i've found great ways of creating factoids and i'm not telling you 
and then you'll let you see if you figure out how to do it. It's all about that, that grain of truth that makes you go, that sounds so true. <laughs> but on that note, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye for me. Goodbye for me. Bye-bye. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Found it a little strange how Keith was uh, how can I put it defending Star Trek Discovery. I think yeah, he yeah. secretly likes it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>